When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pop quiz time. A lot of times narcissists have red flags. The question is, do you know what they are? So many times people think they know or they question, maybe I, I do know, maybe that's a red flag and then like, wait a second. So today we're gonna be diving into red flags of narcissists and wanna be able to quiz you. See how many you know. If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to promote awareness, growth, healing, and change. We did that by founding Raw Motivations. I'm also the creator of NarcApp and also the guide in the 45-day Clarity Challenge to help you find clarity after being with a toxic person. We want to quiz you today. This is actually the second one that we've done on the red flags with the narcissist. And we're going over some of the red flags that have actually been listed out in the book Psychopath Free. Um, by Jackson McKenzie. If you guys haven't had a chance to be able to check this out or to be able to get a copy, you definitely need to. Um, you can get a, a small digital version of it on our website, rawmotivations.com. But I want to help you today to try to build awareness of toxicity that's been either in your life or that's currently in your life right now. And to give you clarity of maybe a couple red flags of something to look out for. And a couple red flags of like, wait a second, like I didn't see this. I didn't understand this. Now I do want to at least try to build awareness. That's what we're about, awareness, growth, healing, and change. That's what Raw Motivations is founded on, to try to help you have awareness of toxicity and narcissistic abuse. All right, so diving in. I want you to pay attention, listen really closely. If it's stuff that you've struggled with or stuff that you've experienced, leave down below in the comments of which ones you have, or if you've all of them, you know, put that there as well, because people need to understand that they're not alone in the crazy making that they've been involved in. So diving in, here we go. How many narcissistic red flags do you know? Number one, they hate qualities that they first loved. The narcissist oftentimes will love something so much. You're so wonderful. You're so caring. You're so kind. I hate that about you. You're so into other people. Like you don't really like show any affection. Like all of a sudden it just flips. Like flips like 100%. Like once the, the one thing that they used to love, the one thing that used to be the best thing about you is now the thing that they kind of like tout is like, this is your biggest flaw. Like, I don't know what's wrong with you. Like, yeah, you're way too much this way. Okay. So they'll hate the qualities that they first once loved. It's like they hooked you and now you're like, oh my gosh, they love me for that. And then like, no, I don't and pulls it away, okay? Number one, hate the qualities of love. Number two, comparison, okay? Not just comparison of like, oh, look at those two cars. Like, no, like, hey, I'm comparing you, the person in the relationship with someone outside of the relationship. Do you know what comparison is? Comparison is the thief of joy. What it does is it robs you of that because it's always making you think, wait a second, like that person's better than me. It makes you feel inferior of like, I don't actually know like what's wrong with me. Like they like that person better. Like he complimented her hair. Like she complimented like what he's doing. Like, like what am I doing wrong? And oftentimes it'll develop jealousy and develop different pieces that are going to make you show up in a way to compete for that attention. You see, if I'm comparing two people, the goal is let me compare them 
So I can degrade one person and make another person try harder. Even like triangulation of like, I want you to try harder. I want you to try harder. I'm going to compare, compare other people and make you jealous, make you keep coming after me to make you compete for my attention. Number three, love bombing. Pretty simple one, but one that a lot of times people confuse of just being infatuation, of just being love. But oftentimes the love bombing is something that's very fast. It's very intense of like, wow, we have everything in common. Like we're practically soulmates. Like, like literally everything is exactly the same. And they start to mirror you in everything you're doing. Maybe it's your hopes. Maybe it's your dreams. Maybe it's things of like, I didn't realize that I wanted to do this. Oh my gosh, I want to do that too. Like all of a sudden it's like, we are matched up perfectly. Match made in heaven, right? Okay. And it comes across like they're absolutely fascinated and, and blowing you up with like texts or love or like all this stuff. But reality is just another way to be able to hook you. Number four, purposely create jealousy. The idea of like, hey, let me spend lots of time with you. Let me withdraw. Let me pull back and start to focus on someone else. And you're like, but, but what about me? Oh yeah, well, I'll get to you. Oh, but, but what, you know, and it's it's like this idea of like, let me spend time, let me pull away, let me make you in one sense start to doubt your worth. Because I tell you you're worth so much and then I focus on something else that makes you feel like you're not worth anything. That's the whole idea of going back and forth and starting to confuse the person of like, wait a second, like I don't actually know what's true and what's not true. Like they say that they love me, but then they're doing the exact opposite. Number five. Crazy exes. All my exes were crazy. Sometimes people are like, what are the red flags when you're first like dating, when you first get to know this person? Well, see how they talk about all their exes. Yeah, you know, like this last ex, like, whew, she was such a narcissist. She was crazy. You know, this last ex, like they were, she was like super abusive. This last ex, he was a huge alcoholic. This last ex, and this goes on and on and on. Of like all the exes are crazy. All the exes are jealous, bipolar, alcoholic, narcissistic, like you name it. Like all of them are that way. And they're like, wait a second. Like if all of them are crazy, either something's wrong with you because you're getting together with all these crazy people or something was in the relationship that made those people crazy. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Easy. Red flag. Okay. The thing is, whenever they get out of the relationship with you, now you'll be the crazy one. Or maybe they've left the relationship. You're like, yeah, like they made everybody like they smeared me and made me feel like I was the crazy one when I didn't even do any of that stuff. They'll talk about the crazy exes. Number six, you feel on edge all the time. Like you'll feel on edge, but you'll still want to be with them. It's like the baseline of a lot of aspects uh, that build off of cognitive dissonance of like, like this person loves me, but uh, they're not treating me like that. Like this person, like I'll probably yell at me if I do this. They'll probably yell at me if I do this. Uh, which one do I actually do? Like the back and forth, it gets really confusing of like what is actually real, what is actually matching up. And you like their behavior and their action, their words, like it's all incongruent with what they're actually saying, what they're doing. Like, what do I actually believe? Again, all this does is it helps to push 
like it pushes the thoughts down of like, oh, it's not that bad. It puts the competition up of like, well, maybe if I love them better, maybe if I like them more then this like weird feeling will go away. Number seven, <clears throat> they expect you to be a mind reader. They do. Like you should know what's wrong. And so if you don't know what's wrong, then I'm going to go ahead and give you the silent treatment. I'm not going to talk to you anymore until you figure it out. Silent treatment is like huge in this aspect because like I want to make sure that you are subservient to me and that you come back begging for more. There's always an excuse. There's always an idea of like, well, you should have known this. Like the narcissist expects you to be a mind reader. Number eight, same, same kind of a concept, silent treatment. That's the whole idea of like, let me withhold attention from you so that you're clamoring for more. Let me withhold attention with you so that you have to come back to me and apologize for something that I did, but I'm ignoring you so that you have to keep coming back. And it's like the idea of like, I'm going to show that I'm annoyed at you. I'm going to show that I'm pissed off at you. I'm going to show that you did something wrong to me. So I'm going to make sure that I keep up a wall and I don't communicate. I'm silent. I ghost you. Silent treatment oftentimes is trying to make someone come back and beg for the crumbs, the breadcrumbs that they're going to give them, to beg for those when they're not willing to actually show up and be honest of like, this is what actually happened. Number nine, a lot of times narcissists, red flags is the rollover boundaries. Like just flat up, here's your boundary, boom. Knocked right out of the park. Here's your boundary, ah, I'm not touching your boundary. I'm like super close, but I'm not touching your boundary. Here's your boundary. And they try to get you to lower your boundary to break your boundary. Narcissists oftentimes will slowly get to the place where they either blow right through or will slowly get to the place where they take over your boundary and they'll use it in small little ways of like, I'm just teasing you. I'm just belittling you to make you feel low. Like that boundary actually doesn't matter. You don't have space for your feelings. You don't have space for emotions because your boundaries are actually abusive to me. All those things get flipped around. And the goal is let me run over your boundaries. Let me get what I want. Let me do what I want anytime I want. Let me take over and get what I want. So the rollover over your boundaries. A lot of times I use the phrase, a boundary without a consequence is like a speed bump for a narcissist. And they're just going to keep rolling right over you. They're not really going to care, especially if they break it, especially if you break it. They're like, sweet, that doesn't mean anything. I can do whatever I want. All right, last but not least, we got number 10, where the relationship is always on the line. Okay, you get into an argument, you get into a frustration, and it's like, boom, like, I'm out of here, I'm done. Maybe they get to a place where they just give you the silent treatment. Maybe it's more to the fact of like, oh, like, I don't want to deal with this. Like, I'm done talking. Like, I'm done with this relationship. And then you just clamor to try to get back. Okay, when someone's holding the relationship over you in an argument, all that is is manipulation. That's blackmail. Of like, hey, you see this relationship? Yeah, if you keep asking me about this, relationship's going bye-bye. So like a lot of times they'll do that to be able to control you and to make sure you know what's acceptable to bring up and what's not acceptable to bring up. Okay? So how'd you do? Out of those 10 today, part two, how'd you do? Which ones did you know? Which ones did you experience? Write those down below because you never know who else out there needs that help and that acknowledgement of this is what's going on. If you guys want extra help into working through the clarity of being with a confusing confusing person and the crazy making of being in toxicity, you can go to the 45-day challenge that we have ex uh, accessible every month. You can go to 45-day challenge. It's uh, at claritychallenge.net, not the .com. 
You won't find it there, but claritychallenge.net. If you're looking for community, helping assist you on your journey, check out narcap.com, Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Community. And then if you want to talk to me sometime one-on-one, we'd love to interact with you. You can go to rawmotivation.com. You can get a list of our services there. We'd love to help out however I can. My goal is I want to be able to help to talk with you about how to get clear from toxicity and how to grow, how to heal, how to change, how to help you find the truth, rewire the story that you're believing, the false narrative that's there and get back to the truth because it's the only thing truth is the only thing that will set you free from the fog and from toxicity <laughs>